Hello everyone, I'm Tyler Green, and welcome to the preseason of We Will Flourish, conversations and stories of flourishing together in Oklahoma City. We Will Flourish is not a newsreel of current events or a knowledge base of data or statistics. Rather, it's a tapestry woven from human stories and perspectives, helping us to both celebrate our successes as a city and learn from our mistakes. The obstacles of flourishing are universal, even as the details are local. We invite you to take a moment with us as we make space to experience one another. We will flourish when we flourish together. It was crazy. It was just really, really strange. And I had come to a place where I lit, like literally physically kind of crashed. But I've come to realize that something that I fail too often at is self-care. You have to come out of the rain sometimes. So as we dive into this reality of the disparity between the ideals and what is present, let's personalize this for a little bit and reflect on an experience in your own life when you've experienced a failure to flourish. What was that like? When did it take place? And then how did you overcome that failure? You know, it's so funny. Um, failing is was really um, so unpleasant. Um, it's really hard and it's difficult. But honestly, when I think about failing, I really think that failing is beautiful. I've had to have a paradigm shift, but when it came to um, growth, I just don't think that we achieve our way through actual growth. I think we fail our way through actual growth. And I think that failing is um, necessary. I also don't think that you're going to do anything um, that is valuable and helpful to others if you don't fail <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um because with failure, you learn how to do things right. Um, with failure, you actually have to, um, you, your ego, your ego is what gets hurt. And honestly, I just don't think that you're going to get to do the things or the things I want to do, like transitional justice. The things I want to do is help facilitate healing to um, collective groups. That doesn't really happen when your ego's in charge. And so failing is actually something that has brought much wisdom to my life, has, has given me um, really the, the courage to keep going. Because once you fail pretty dramatically, <laughs> you know, it's happened, it's done. You're like, oh, I survived. I didn't die. I, you know, I, I took a step, I took a leap of faith and, uh, it turned out really horrible. Um, and this is great. Like I'm going to get through this and I'm actually going to grow in maturity. I'm going to learn my flaws and limitations. So I think, um, when it comes to flourishing, you actually have to fail. You have to fail and you got to get comfortable with that idea because, um, Without it, I think you'll live a very safe life. And I don't think you'll go into the places where people need you. I don't think you're going to go into those really um, shaky, unstable places of conflict. I don't think you're going to bring hope to people on any level if you don't understand that failure is a part of the process. Like, I think that's a beautiful perspective on failure and limitations. Um, to kind of continue to unpack it for our listeners, can you... Can you reflect in your own life, wh when was a moment when you, you came to that failure? When was a moment where you had to come and reconcile with your limitations? And how did you deal with that? Um, 
something I love to talk about my failures. No. <laughs> well, okay. So it's only one thing that keeps popping in my head. So I guess I'm going to have to say it. Um, okay. So I, when I did my, um, my degree in reconciliation, I spent, um, two months working on my dissertation and it was a 72 page dissertation. And I will say I worked night and day, um, got it out there. I'm very grateful and love it. There's nothing I would change about it. I did well, but it really took a toll on me, um, physically. Hmm. And I just found myself having a hard time just physically bouncing back. Now, also I spent a year of studying atrocity, ethnic cleansing and the worst human rights violations. So I went through this, um, year of just focusing on the worst to humanity, um, I spent two months writing a 72 page paper, which I did win an award for, <laughs> but the reality is I came out of it. Um, and I came back here to, to Oklahoma after being in Northern Ireland and Israel. Um, and I was just going through a real physical depression and I had a really hard time kind of, um, bouncing back from that. I wanted to be more resilient, but I had given everything into this issue. I had spent so much time meditating on the worst of humanity and I just found, um, I couldn't bounce back. And I, and I realized I pushed myself further than I needed to. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why I really do think through that growth, I've learned I have to have, um, you know, I have to have boundaries. I have to be able to refresh. I have to uh, invest in myself when it comes to just um, what I focus on. I had compassion fatigue. And really, I, was, I, I had a lot of hopelessness that things would get better. I kind of went into that program with a lot of Pollyanna, like, you know, I'm going to bring peace to the world. And, you know, you study the worst of humanity for a year and you kind of come out like, uh, can I just move to Fiji? Lie <laughs> 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 on a beach, eat pineapple, and the world can burn. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> didn't do that um i had a good friend who came to me and said i want you to help uh me work on some things here in the city um in the resettled refugee community and i said i can't get out of bed like i don't think we're i don't really i can't help people it's yeah. useless she goes that's great now you'll start next week <laughs> So I had a really good friend who um, made sure I got my hand back to the plow. And in that, I had a lot of healing. Just being back in the purpose of the work. And Mm. what if I don't ever see the city that flourishes in my my lifetime? Does that mean I stop working at it? Mm. No. Well, thank you for making failing a a good thing, Malika. Thank you. Um, I think for me, I am kind of just coming out of a failure, actually, because I have been going, going, going really, really hard about some social issues for a long time now. Um, And one, one particular issue that is so heavy Um, I've been going at for like a year and a half or two. And um, it literally started to break my body down. Like just the stress and um, the weight of it. 
um, just really started to break my body down and I wasn't practicing self-care like at all. And I recently had to have my thyroid taken out because um, I had there was I had thyroid cancer. So they had to take my thyroid out a couple of weeks ago. And I realized, I mean, all kind of things were popping up in my body, you know, that was just un, it was crazy. It was just really, really strange. And I've come to realize that all of the, I had come to a place where I lit like literally physically kind of crashed, you know what I mean? Like, and um, I started to see a naturopath and try to get myself together. Um, but I've come to realize that something that I fail too often at is self-care. And, like, you can't be out here guns blazing um, in the world when there are so many powers and principalities and rulers of the darkness. You can't be out here constantly guns blazing and not come out of the rain sometimes. You have to come. And Malika has really been working on me. You have to come out of the rain sometimes. And I hadn't done that. I hadn't been doing that, you know. Um, And I can't say that. I had always been kind of doing my work in the presence of God. Like I would just kind of get up in the morning, like, you know, the the 50 things that need to get done today. And I'm just like, you know, thank you, God. And like moving, like just not having quality time, letting my soul settle in, talking to God, you know, getting inspiration from God. I just wake up with these 50 things I've got to do and I'm out here trying to do them. And I ran myself in the ground. And so it's really humbled me and brought me to a place where I realized um, that I ha- like if I don't practice self-care, there will not be a body for a spirit to do the work. <laughs> In 2017, I did a fast. Uh, 30-day fast uh, at the end of the fast God kind of like walk me into uh, this is my time with my employer I needed to end my time with my employer that I was entering in a different season um, so then I went and gave my 30-day notice uh, then February came and then uh, it was the end of, of my journey with them and then I had already planned a trip for um Uh, spring break so I said okay I'll just look for a job after that uh, after I come back from that trip and I came back and it was just like nothing uh, nothing was working I applied to different places and it looked like it was gonna happen but then it didn't happen and you know things like that so I started doing a little bit of uh, interpretation uh, at court or um, helping, uh, like other different things. And, and I was very discouraged because I, I was, it, it happened like, I don't know, it was like a year before I was, um, that was in 2017. And, and then after that, it was just sort of like a silence, uh, from God, from God. And in that period of time, I, um, I lost my place for a, there was a fire in the middle of the night and it was just like so many things like coming um uh when you're without a job with that period that long period of time you know savings go out the window pretty quick <laughs> so um it, it was just sort of, sort of like a lot of things and I remember um feeling that, like I I was failing I mean it was it was a failing 
feeling every single day uh, because here I am in, in my 30s and, and you know, society says that you're supposed to at least have a job, first off, <laughs> you know, a roof over your head. Um, and, and, uh, and, and I didn't have those things. Um, and, and then it, on top of that, you have that pressure, that social pressure into you. you're 30 and you're not married and you don't have kids. And it, would, it actually happened last week where this guy asked me, do you have uh, kids? I said, no. Are you married? I said, no. And he said, what have you been doing with your life? I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is, there is that pressure and, and, and it makes so I don't know. I will. I will say I'll go back into defining what failure looks like. I mean, I don't think that I was failing, um, but I feel I felt everything around me. It looked to lead me into feeling like I was failing. Um, so, uh, and then after that, I came in contact with uh, Lily Field and I started doing uh, this wonderful work uh, with Empower OKC, and so. I mean, just seeing that that dark, I think you have to experience certain situations to see that it might make you like you're failing, might make you feel like, you know, you were in, in, in not doing what you were supposed to be doing. But ultimately, I think they have a purpose. So, um, you know, as we talk about failure, a lot of times an emotion, a sense that a lot of us feel, especially people who are working and trying to work to make things better or to work toward justice, um, is a sense of hopelessness. You know, I know that I've experienced that. I experience that regularly, if I'm honest, that, you know, um, what am I working towards so hard? What will I see it? Um, and am I really making a difference? Is is any of this really? Does any of this really matter? Right? And I think on the days and the times when I experience hopelessness, and sometimes that's like deep hopelessness. Um, what I have had, what I have to go back to is my personal definition. Who have I from the beginning? work to define myself as how what does integrity look like for me as a part of my personal definition what does love look like for me as a part of my personal definition and so on days when I can't work out of hopeless hope when I can't find hope I go back to my definition and I remember my own personal ideals around integrity around love and I work from that space and some days that is very methodical some days that's very mechanical it's very robotic and I know we talk a lot about empathy but there are days when you have to separate how you feel from what you do so that the work can continue and it's just about um, of ignoring that sense of hopelessness um, because you have seen a greater a greater light you have seen you remember who you said you wanted to be and you're working toward that and you're working from that and it is about putting one step in front of the other 
every day. It is about taking one right action as best as you can understand what right is, taking one right action and then the next right action, sending the right email to the right person, creating the, the next event, um, posting the right post. And you do the right thing until you go to sleep. You do the right thing until you go to bed and you get up the next day. And, and if you don't have any hope that day, you do that again. You just work from a place of um, a robotic um, uh, consistency, you know, a, ro- a robotic per- persistence, a robotic persuasion that you said, this is who I'm going to be in the world, regardless of how I feel today. And you work from there. Thank you for joining us for this episode of We Will Flourish. Consider subscribing to our podcast or following us on Instagram at all.flourish. You can also reach out to us through our website, flourishokc.com. We will flourish when we flourish together.